This episode of Congratulations is brought to you by the Cash App. Do you want to get paid $5 and also get $5 uh, to give to charity? Do you want to give $5 to charity? Well, yeah, I mean, I do because I'm a good person. You, maybe you're not, but you still should do it, okay? You want to buy and sell Bitcoin instantly or get your paycheck deposited right to the app? All of us babies use the Cash App, which is why it's the number one finance app in the App Store. Download the free Cash App for iOS or Android now. Hey, what's up, guys? It's episode 63, and we are coming to you from the past. We're going to put this episode up today, but we recorded it a day ago. Now, I'm going live on my app for the subscribers, and they're hearing this podcast in the past. They already heard the beginning of it. I'm going to do the first 10 minutes here on my app, which you can just type in crystally at the App Store and listen to the first few minutes before it comes out. If not, all good, but you got to wait like a plebeian. I, uh, I'm, I got, I'm wearing this shirt. It says yum for the, it's, it's a a fan made it and gave it to me. And I don't remember when they gave it to me. Uh, I think I was in wherever I was last in Florida, maybe. But anyway, it was really cool. Oh no, it was in South Carolina. No, it was in Florida. Anyway, have no idea, but they, uh, they gave it to me and it's an ode to one of the podcast episodes called yum. And it has to do with the sword and scale episode where they always saying, I like to eat children. Yum. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's Sunday today. It's finally fucking being beautiful in Los Angeles. First of all, let me tell you before we even get into the podcast, I had to do an interview for this radio station and I did it and it was 30 minutes long and too long. And one fire and Ivan get rid of was sitting here while I was doing the interview and my voice is like gone already because of it. And now I got to do an hour on the podcast. Dude, what I'm trying to tell you guys is my life is so hard. It's hard. The fucking wands, the Ivan and Vaughn, Ivan and Juan are laughing because they know my life is not hard, but I'm a busy guy. Okay. I'm busy. Out of the, the 10 minute podcast I used to do with Brian Callen and Will Sasso it was the busiest. Was the busiest. We had an episode called "Who Is the Busiest," um, but yeah. So, <clears throat> did I talk about the Florida gigs already? I already did that, right? Yeah. I don't know what, dude. How about this? I haven't known what day it is since I graduated high school. And if you know what day it is, you have a fucking office job, straight up. You know who, who doesn't know what day it is? Chicks on like Instagram. They don't know what day it is. Dude, in L.A., chicks in L.A., that hawk herbal tea, hooker, they don't know what day it is. You fucking putting coffee scrub on your body in the shower, hooking, you don't know if it's Tuesday or fucking Saturday. You have no fucking clue. Hump day, that just means you're fucking, and it's every day. Hump day is hump day because it's humping day. Because you fucking for cash. I can't wait to run for mayor. And there's so much black and white footage of me. Crystalia said, Crystalia, do you really want him putting, sh- do you really want him dealing with 
your kids and their schools when this is what he says? And it plays a clip of me saying, I'd get fucked in the ass for $4 million. Even though I didn't say that, but I'm just saying. Um, yum. Uh, my dogs are here. I got Sam and Butters. They're chilling. It, we're, you know what I mean? Dude, life is fucking good. How about when the weather's good and you fucking wake up and you just walk outside and you literally just hear in your head, what I want you got and it might be hard to handle. And you're walking and a flame burns a candle and you get in the car and then you hear some and you turn on the radio and there's some bullshit fucking radio DJ and you're like, that, that, okay, that dulled my mood a little bit. And then, but you're like, but don't take it from me, man. Don't take it from me. I'm going to just drive. I'm going to go get my coffee. You go get your coffee and you get there and there's some guy dressed all in mesh in Hollywood and it, and it pisses you off a little bit. But you're like, you know what? Don't take it from me, man. This day, it's a beautiful day. I'm trying to listen to fucking some hollow notes in my head. I'm trying to live a montage style life. I'm trying to live that montage lifestyle, dude. That's what I'm trying to do. But people fucking get at you. Maybe a homeless guy yells at you. And, and spits on you a little bit, and you're like, oh, now I have AIDS. Maybe. Now, is that bad to say? Now, is that something that they're going to play in black and white when I run for mayor of Los Angeles? Yes. But do I care? No. Because here, let me tell you something. Let me tell you what Conor McGregor's going to do, and then let me tell you what he should do. All right? Now, everybody knows what he did. He fucking took that chair, and he threw it into the bus, and it cracked the bus. And now, he turned himself in, and he's in jail. Now, what he's going to do probably is apologize. Now, I don't think he should fucking apologize. Here's why. Apparently, what happened was these UFC fighters or fighters cornered his friend and were like bullying him or whatever, threatening him or whatever. Conor McGregor, which is the most Irish thing you can do if you're rich, got on a jet, flew to where this was, confronted the guy who was in the bus at the time, took a chair, threw it at the bus. Now, that's illegal. We get it. I would never do it. But if I did do it, what Conor McGregor should do, instead of apologizing, say, listen, I know it was illegal, but somebody was fucking with my friend. I got on a jet to come show these motherfuckers what's up. I know it's illegal. And I'm not sorry because I would do it again. That's what he should say. Because that's what a down-ass motherfucker does. If Conor McGregor did that, you don't understand. He would be the, an even bigger star. When you apologize, you become this fucking... You become this fucking... I'm not saying you should never apologize. I've done shit that's stupid. You know, you apologize for that. But that shit... That motherfucker was being a down-ass homie. That's what he was being. So Irish. So Irish and so rich to be like, I can't do an Irish accent. I wish I could, but what did he say? Oh, he's, he, he said he, he cornered you. Ah, I've got $20 million. I've got 20 million francs or whatever they have over there. Not francs. What do they have? Franks is German, right? I don't know. I've got 20 million Irish dollars. I've got 20 million euro. Well, it's probably 40 billion. 40 billion euro, you know how like fucking it's all different. You go to Mexico. You're like, ah, oh, what's $2? They're like, it's 14 million pesos. Oh, I'm rich. Um, anyway, I'm flying over. I'm getting on my jet. I'm getting on my jet. 
And I'm flying over and I'm throwing the first chair I see into his bus. Yeah. Well, he's actually worth way more than $20 million, right? But, um, yeah, fuck that. Don't apologize for that, Connor. That motherfucker. Hey. Hey. If that's what happened, he hey, deserved it. Um, yeah. Anyway, what was I even saying? Oh, yeah, the, the fucking if I run for mayor, dude. I'm not sorry for any of this shit. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. But, dude, I'm, you know, it's like, it's like really cool. It's really cool that that happened. And it's, it's bad for the UFC, I guess, but it's good for, uh, it's good for, it's good for Conor McGregor if he spins it right. Um, but what did I do this week? I had, one thing I actually forgot to tell you about was, uh, the, um, when I was in Florida, I literally had, the most Cuban driver of all time, this Uber driver, dude. We wanted to take a, a an Uber to South Beach just to walk around and see it. And this guy was, when I got in, he, he when I got in the Uber, he goes like, this. first of all, he was son trustworthy, which was, which is for some reason in my head, eh, it's a Cuban. But I, I opened the door and he goes like this, what's your name? What's your name? Like clapped. What's your name? I said, uh, oh, yeah, my, name, my name's Chris. Okay, because you come in here? Because one time, uh, the other day, a guy come in, drive all the way to Fort Lauderdale. Man, I didn't make that money, man. It wasn't him. I didn't get paid because I didn't take him all the way to Fort Lauderdale. I said, what? what? Why the fuck would some random guy just get driven all the way to Fort Lauderdale, not tell you who he was? It's a fucking hour away. He's like, ah, man, I don't know, man. Why do Cubans always... I don't know, man. They put their palms so far behind the front of their face. Man, man, I don't know. Wash my hands up this, man. Man, man, I don't know, man. Just trying to pop my chest out as much as I can. Put the palms on my hands way far back in there, man. That's what I'm doing, man. And he, he was saying, you go to South, South Beach, man. Do you want to go to that? What was it called? Something cafe. Like Mambo Cafe, whatever it was, it was the most Miami name of all time, you know? By the way, does fucking, who does that Mambo number five song? Lou Bega. I feel like that guy's always in Miami and never sleeps, just wearing a white fucking suit with a white hat. Is that, that's him, right? Wait, no, that's that's Mambo number five. Wait, what am I singing? That's not that's Mambo number five is. But what's the fucking? What's what is that song? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. The candle. No, uh, say Fantasia. Yeah, I get it. I get it mixed up with Lou Bega because I feel like Lou Bega would fucking be dancing to that song. So that's the song he's dancing to all the time. But anyway, um, Flip Fantasia. Yeah. Oh, wow. That song fucking kind of sucks cocks, you know? Anyway, um, we did the, we did the, um, the ride and he was like, you're going to South Beach. You got to go to Ma, whatever it was, something like Mambo Cafe, man. You got to, you got to go there, man. Driving always with his hands behind his, not even using the steering wheel because he's so cute and he had to keep his hands behind his face. 
fucking opening up palms out. Man, we go to you got you got to go there, man. The, the girls, man, that girls, my friends. This is what he was saying. My friends like to go to the strip club, man. You want to go to strip club? You go to this one, man. You pay two, three dollars, man. You put it down, man. One time I pay eighty dollars. Had the time of my life. But these strip clubs on the beach, man, of Miami, man, they they what for what, man? You pay four hundred dollars for what? Got to sit on you, man. This is no word, man. But this is what he was saying. I didn't even say anything about a strip club. But he was like, you got to go to this one, man. If you want to go off the grid, man, to $3, $4, man, for throwing $3. Dude, he would get so violent immediately. Like, he would be like, he would be like, uh, he, he said, uh, oh, he's telling me how to hit on girls. He was like, where I'm from, on Cuba, on Cuba, they get it. They get it, man. They get it. You go up, you, you'll be a little bit more. I tell my song. I tell my song. I'm 49 years old. I tell my song. I tell my song to... He says, um, you know, you be a little nice to the girls. You talk to them. But in Cuba, you can be a little bit more aggressive. But here in Miami, they don't care. You go up, you say, what's up? Let's do this. And he goes like this. He literally did the most Cuban thing ever. He goes like this. He fucking did the neck slit thing. Like, that was his you're not going to get laid sign. Eh? It's Cuban. It was so funny, dude. Me and my opener were laughing the whole time. And we would do the thing where we would do the ultimate dude shit where we were like egging him on, but he didn't know it. We were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. So it's like that? Oh, so what else then? My friend. I did a bit on Cubans when I did my special incorrigible, and this guy was like literally that guy that I was talking about. Man, he did the fucking neck slit thing. Like, come on, dude. If I said you go to Miami, you're going to see a Cuban do the neck slit thing, you'd be like, I'm not in a movie. This guy did it. Dude, it was so funny. Uh, yeah, but I forgot to talk about that last week. Uh, and he was he was talking about how... And then and then he was one of those guys where he was talking like that. And then he was just talking... Like, he was 49 years old, but he seemed like he was just like us, like a kid. I mean, I'm not a kid, but that's how I think I am in my head. And then he told me he had ki- kids and how he was telling his son this shit. I was like, man, this guy's a fucking ruthless dad. Dude, how Cuban is it to like go to like tell your fucking seven-year-old like about fucking, you know? To be like, my friend, you got to call your son my friend, first of all. My, my son, friend, listen. You got to get this pussy, man. But you're going to do this, man. You got to get this pussy, man. You got to be aggressive, but you got to be... F- oh, that's what he said. You, That's what he said, dude. He's like, you got to be smooth, man. You got to be smooth. That's what he kept saying. You got to be smooth. You can't come right out. You can't come right out. You got to be smooth. He said it probably 40 times. And I was like, oh, so smooth, huh? Yeah, man, you got to be smooth, man. Otherwise, the next lit thing. Eh, Cuban. God damn. Um. Anyway, dude, woke up today and trying to live that montage lifestyle, and I'm living that montage lifestyle. And I'm I've been shooting alone together. I was shooting alone, dude. Let me tell you this other thing too. I've been shooting alone together, and yesterday I had to no like two days ago, three days ago, I did this. I shot all day, and they put my character in a fucking knee brace, so I get to just sit down and be in bed during my scenes. Oh come on, dude! I made it. I'm in Hollywood, baby, and I don't even have to enter scenes. I just got to lay down in bed and be in a wheelchair and have my girlfriend in the show. This hot chick wheels me around. Eh, 
I made it, babies. And I get to be on TV. I made it, dude. And I couldn't even get up to get out of the wheelchair because I had the neck brace on. It keeps your legs stiff as shit. So I'd be like, hey, man, could I get coffee? They'd go get it for me. Hedonistic lifestyle, dude. I've got new ideas for the cult. I'm like, Jesus, man. I used to think that Daniel Day-Lewis was so good in my left foot. Fuck that, dude. Motherfucker got to relax for 14 hours a day. All he had to move was his left foot? Sign me the fuck up, dude. What are you going to do? A few scenes where you cry and say shit like, fuck off, man. He got the Oscar for that? He got nominated? Bro, fuck that. You know who should get nominated and win every year? Tom Cruise because he never doesn't run in movies. That guy is the most fit guy ever because he's got to run all day in movies. You know what people think that making movies is like so exciting? It's literally the most boring thing in the world. Do you know how many scenes, even if you're a lead, how many scenes you're actually like doing actual acting? Think about how many little scenes are in movies where you walk into a fucking room and pick up a document and then, or like see something. You know how long that takes to film? That scene? Eight hours. If you're on Mission Impossible, that shit takes eight hours to film. You're walking into a room, picking up a document, and then fucking walking out of the room. That shit takes eight hours. No bullshit. There's... It takes it, it definitely takes at least five. You want to be that motherfucker? You know how many scenes where you're actually acting in a movie like Mission Impossible? Three? And those scenes are not... So there's three days where you're doing that, and the shoot's fucking four months long. They split up that skyscraper scene where he's running across the shit. Dude, when you... Actors who do their own stunts, that shit kills me. Did we talk about this? Did I talk about this yet? I did? Who the fuck would do their own stunts, man? That doesn't impress me at all. That makes me think you're a dingbat. Dude, get somebody else on the micro- motorcycle. As a matter of fact, if I have to do anything but be in that wheelchair or lay in bed, get me a stunt double. I don't give a fuck. Get me a stunt double. Oh, dude, what is he doing? Oh, he's got to enter a room? Get me a fucking stunt double. I don't want to fuck this up. Walking can be dangerous. For real. But you know what I would never do? Get a naked body double. Some dudes get these naked body doubles or the chicks do too. No way. If you're going to see my ass or cock in movie, you're going to see that fucking real thing. You're going to see that real thing, baby. Oh, dude, I was in, I got my buddy a guest pass to um, my gym and I got the, I got, we were in the locker room and shit. And I was like, dude, I'm going to take a shower afterwards. I'm just going to rinse off. And he was like, all right, cool. I took all my clothes off. And then I walked over to the shower. He's like, what are you doing? You know, my cock was out fucking slapping on the side. When I walk, my cock goes fucking pap, 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 pap on the side of my legs because it's fucking large as shit. It just goes pap, 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 pap while I'm walking. I got to make sure to sometimes lift it up so it doesn't drag on the ground. But it goes pap, 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 pap on the side of my fucking thighs. And I'm walking. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And I'm like, what? And he's like, you're just going to walk around naked? I said, yo, bro, this is the locker room, man. What am I going to do? Cover it with my hand? Dude, I cover my cock all of the time, all of the days. But I got to go to fucking AM, PM. I got to cover my cock. I get to be in one place in public where I don't cover my cock. And I'm going to cover my cock? Fuck that, man. If you're behind me, you see my asshole. If you're in front of me, you see my cock. And I don't cover it. I walk regular. I walk regular with my hands by my side. Sometimes I put my hands through my hair while I'm walking. My hands are up, bro. 
cock all day long in front of me. Pat, 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 pat. You hear it, you see it. Dude, you get the full experience. This is fucking IMAX 3D. In the locker room, if somebody looks at me, I make fucking straight heterosexual eye contact with them. I don't fuck around. Look at my, if they look at my cock, I look back, I go, that's what happened, baby. That's what God gave me. I got that fucking pap, pap, pap cock. I got that pap cock, dude. I don't, you know, I'm not covering my cock in the the locker room. I'm not covering my cock in a locker room, dude. That's like an Eminem lyric. Covering my cock in the locker room. Who covers the cock in the locker room? I'm not the kind of guy who covers his cock in his locker room. <laughs> you gotta see my little penis and meanest and being a penis. Covering my cock in the locker room. Do not mix me up with a guy who covers his cock in a locker room. Dude, he rhymes everything, for real. None of that rhymes. Do not mix me up with a guy who covers his cock in his locker room. And everyone's like, whoa, how does he find everything that rhymes? He doesn't, dude. You never find a penis, a meanus, a dean, penis, a penis, a lean, a penis, a penis, a Serena Williams. You take your penis, a penis, Serena Williams. Serena Williams doesn't rhyme with penis. You know? Forrest Gump and an orange Trump. You're like, all right, I guess. Who's dumb, a Forrest Gump or an orange Trump? But I'm telling you what I'm not is going to cover my cock in a locker room penis. Do you see my penis like Serena Williams? And dude, and fucking 45-year-old white dudes are like, that's fucking so good. How 45 years old is it to like Eminem and and think he's the best rapper? I, I'm not dogging on Eminem, dude. The guy is one of the best rappers of all time. It's just so funny to think of a 45-year-old guy named like Derek. That's just like, oh, man, Eminem is the greatest rapper, right? Like that, you know what that is? That's so La Kenyatta dad to think Eminem is the so It's so dad from Pasadena to be like, Eminem is, is, is great because he's a lyricist. It, like... It's, some of his stuff is poetry. Some of his stuff is poetry. You know a guy, a white guy who's 45 that has beige hair and wears dockers has said that. A million guys like that have said that. Literally a million. I don't, I'm not really in, uh, into his when he's talking about penis and Serena Williams. But, you know, that cock in the locker room lyric. Mm-mm. Yeah, but like you don't get to show your cock in public at all. I'm walking around in the in the locker room with my fucking hands up. I don't like I'm at a rap show. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Put your hands up like you in the locker room and you ain't got no pants on and you crystal lip. Put your hands up. Put your hands up like you in the locker room, like you crystal lip, locker room, cocker room. I mean it's so bad. <laughs> It's bad. You gonna cut his head off? You gonna cut his head off? Um, yeah. 
How, it does surprise you, though, like with that Cuban guy. It does surprise. I don't even know how I got to that locker room story, but it does surprise you too. Uh, with the, uh, it does surprise you sometimes when you hear of people. How about when you know somebody for like oh, months and then you find out they have kids, or like you're like, oh, that person has kids. Like, like I don't think he has kids, but like a guy like Jared Leto, like where you'd be like, oh, he has a kid, and I didn't know. You know, guys like that. I don't think he doesn't have a kid, but, um, but uh, I I was thinking about no, I was thinking about actually kids and having kids. I never knew if I wanted kids or not. Sometimes in my life, like I'd go through years where I was like, oh, I want a kid, and sometimes I'd be like, no, I don't want to have a kid because I love my life and that would only ruin it. I mean, everybody you talk to that has kids is like, don't have kids. Listen, you know that quote? People will show you who you who they are, so let them. You know? That fucking stupidest shit quote. Um But yeah, to have kids like some people want kids just because they want to have a baby, you know? And then that baby grows up and then they're just the worst mother ever or whatever. But then some people want kids. Because they want to see a little them, you know? It's like a selfish fucking thing to have kids sometimes. Like, it really is. It's definitely irresponsible for the world to have a bunch of kids. I mean, some of these motherfuckers like Mormons, just like, hey, let's have 12. I got enough raspberry sauce for all of them. But like 12, like 12 kids? What do you, hey... If you have 12 kids, what are you doing? If you have fucking eight kids, what are you doing? Hey, if you have four kids, what are you doing? You know what? Have one or two kids. Have three kids, maybe, if you're so rich. (laughs) If you have four kids, go to fucking Antarctica. You have to live there. Congratulations. Have a colony there. And now everyone with over three kids has to live in Antarctica. You did it. You made your bed fucking laying it. But, you know, you want to have a family, fine. Why do people want kids? Women nurture, you know? So I get why they want to have kids because they want to experience motherhood. But that's so weird. That's still selfish. No matter what I go back to, it always feels selfish to have kids. Unless you just fucking nut in a girl by mistake and she's like, I'm having it. And you're like, oh, cool. I don't believe in abortion. And I did fucking squirt bony inside you. I did fucking inside you. Sorry, let's have it. See you in nine months. I don't know if I want to have kids. To have, imagine having a little you, dude. If you don't have kids, imagine for a second actually having a little you. You. I know it's half you, half someone else. But you. Imagine it's you mostly. And that, like, that's the other thing too. Like, when I have a kid, like, I'm so fucked up. With my, ang- with my anxiety or whatever, my OCD, if I have a kid, like I'm so specific 
Dude, you know me. You listen to my shit. You know how I am. You know I don't fucking, these rules and shit that I'm joking about and all that, I'm kind of also serious a little bit. Newsflash, I'm serious. You know? But like, to have a kid and have him be like, having a little kid for me to have a little kid is like, no, I don't like to eat pasta with sauce on it because that's something else. I'll I put the sauce on the side. I will have the pasta and I will dip as much sauce as I want on each bite. If I had like a three-year-old that was saying that shit, I'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake, dude. What am I going to yell at him? That's what I do in a way. Not that, but you know. When I go, I get a brownie sundae. I tell him to split all the shit up, man. I don't want you to do it. You give me the fucking things. I designate how much percentage of what goes in my mouth. You think I'm fucking joking about that, dude? So I have a kid that's like, no, I don't want to wear shorts and long sleeve shirts because that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, but this is what you have. The other shit's dirty. It doesn't matter. I don't wear that. I wear shorts and short sleeves or long pants and long sleeves. I'm going to be like, no, I'm going to get it. I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. So that is two of us that have to go by bullshit rules because I go by my rules and then I see my kid and I'm like, well, I got to go by his rules too because I respect that fucking OCD lifestyle. And then I have two or three kids. We all got rules. Literally, I just got to be that fucking guy with the leg brace in bed. Not move. Hey, kids, let's just not move all day. Get Postmates and we won't have to obey any rules. Okay, dad. Four beds in one room. <laughs> Me, fucking no wife, because she left way before, way after the fucking, th- each kid with a different girl, because they got so fed up with all of us. After, after the kid came out and started talking, she's like, well, I can't deal with both of you motherfuckers. And then I got a new chick fucking inside of her and then got a new chick inside of her. Three kids, four beds, one big studio, one big studio apartment. Just like, kids! <laughs> to wake up. Good morning, gentlemen. Remember, let's not move at all. If anyone needs anything, I will do it. I've been dealing with this anxiety as long as... Longer than all of you put together. Okay, Dad, we'll just stay here. Remember, stay here till 10 p.m. and then we'll go back to sleep. All we do is eat and shit out of the hole in the bed. Okay, how do we pee? You take your pap cock and you just point it, since we all have big cocks, because I've got a big cock, and I've passed that down to everybody except Craig over on the left. How can my cock is so small? I don't know. Maybe your mom's dad's cock was small. <laughs> we were hoping it would skip a generation. Whatever. I'll just piss up into the air. Your penis is... <laughs> Craig, your penis is not big enough. And it sticks straight up because of it. I'll just pee in the air, Dad. Okay. Put on Netflix, Tommy. Okay. And then they get to be, and that's just what we do. That's how we do. 
to one of the kids is just like, man, I don't like this lifestyle. I'm moving out. And then he gets out, fucking feels that sun. What I want you got and it might be hard to handle. Like a flame burns a candle. And then some fucking homeless guy talks to him and spits on him and he says, and he thinks, I should never have left home. I got to go back home. I like shitting in the bed. Butters is looking at me like, you know what, man? I got two dogs. I'm going to do an ad break first. You guys, tripping. You deal with tripping? It's awesome. Did you know that the average family visits five totally different websites before booking a vacation rental? I travel all the time, and I love traveling. I like going to different places. If you book with TripIt, you spend less time planning your next trip and more time relaxing with TripIt.com. I'm going on a, a place. Uh, I'm going to a place in about a month. Just going to relax. TripIt it is. Tripping. <laughs> Have I been saying trip it the whole time? Oh, fuck this shit, man. Uh, I got to start over with this bullshit ad now? And we're not cutting it out, dude. Just pretend I didn't say that shit. Remember that shit, trip it? <laughs> you remember that shit when we were a kid? Trip it, trip it. And it, you would fucking keep one little thing in the thing and you'd... Oh, I mean, what? skip it? It wasn't trip it? I'm wrong about that too? For fuck's sake, dude. My dogs think I'm mad at them because I'm yelling. Hey, guys, tripping. Have you tried it? It's a great uh, website, to be brutally honest with you, because uh, I like to go and book my trips with it. Um, the average family visits five totally different websites before booking a vacation rental. That's the truth, dude. You know I only speak the truth here on this podcast. But when I use tripping, which I'm using it for my next thing. I'm going somewhere in a month to just relax. But uh, you can spend less time planning your, your next trip and more time relaxing with Tripping.com, the world's number one site for vacation rentals. Tripping.com is trusted by millions of travelers and featured by New York Times, Travel and Leisure, Forbes, and more. If you're looking for a cabin, which one day we are, babies, or a beachfront home to get away to this winter, or already looking ahead to vacations for the spring. Tripping.com can happen, uh, can help you find the perfect place to stay. It really can. I've used it, and I will use it again. It saves time. Uh, Tripping.com, one search lets you filter, compare, and sort over 10 million available properties on trusted sites like Verbo, TripAdvisor, Booking.com, and more. Don't wonder if you're getting the best deal. You'll save an average of 18% per night by booking your vacation with Tripping.com. So don't forget, if you want to save time and money while booking the perfect vacation rental for your next trip, head to Tripping.com slash congrats today. That's T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G dot com slash congrats. Tripping.com slash congrats. Square Cash. Look, if you haven't heard, we've switched to the Cash app. That's what we use. That's what we use with the cult. It's the simplest way to pay people back. Friends, family, babies, elders. Sending and receiving money is totally free and fast, and most payments can be deposited directly to your bank account in just a few seconds. The Cash App also uh, lets you buy and sell Bitcoin instantly. Get your paycheck uh, deposited right to the app, pull money out of the ATM with a free custom cash card, or use it to spend anywhere you like. You're not going to find another useful find another more useful finance app out there. You're really not. Uh, design your cards and... Tweet us a pic so we can see them. I've seen a few cool designs. Some of them are utterly horrible, but those are even better, okay? 
people write kuda with no, the no put a barracuda with a no smoking sign in front of it or whatever that is uh like a no kuda zone uh, and of course, when you download the, the cash app, $5 goes to you and $5 goes to Time's Up, the legal defense fund. So not only, <coughs> not only is it free, you get $5 and you uh, uh, donate $5. Come on, man. You're going to heaven just because of that. Download the free cash app for iOS or Android now. I... Um, my dogs look at – I realized, okay, I have two dogs. One is Sam and one is Butters. Hi, guys. Sam looks at me like I like he's never fucked me and wants to fuck me so bad. That's what he looks at me like. Butters looks at me like I fuck him constantly. And he looks at me like he's he's like he doesn't want it, but he also does want it. Like, he looks back at me a lot. Like, Sam looks at me like this, if you're looking at the video podcast, but Butters looks at me all the time like this. Like he's Trina or some shit. Hey, Bubba's. Hi. Come here. Come here. Aw, Butters, hi. Sam, you're down there. This is Butters' time. I always, you always fucking get some time, dude. Holding Butters. Video podcast time. Dude, chill. You like me. How about when you hold your dog and they try to get away and you're like, no, 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 you like me. My dogs ran away and then they came back. That's the most fucking ridiculous thing ever. That's like so me of a dog. Um, But anyway. uh, Yeah, so I don't know if I'm... But having a little me, like a kid? Wow. People adopt. That's That's definitely responsible. I wonder... I don't think i would ever adopt i think i would well not that i wouldn't adopt but i think if i was gonna have kids i would do it by coming in a girl and then having it nine months later is that the medical way to say that you come in a girl doctor hello excuse me doctor i'm gonna have a baby you think i should do the one where i adopt or i come in a girl and then she has it nine months later sir you need to leave the waiting room Oh, are you not the doctor? I'm the receptionist. Okay. Can I make an appointment? No. Can I? No. Do you know if, can you leave, sir? Yes, I'm sorry. You bring up one medical term. Oh, my God, Butters. I didn't know. You know how long it took me to love my dogs? Years. They were just dogs. When people love dogs immediately, if you have a dog for six months, and then it runs away, and you cry, I don't get it. It takes me years to love a dog. My last dog, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love these dogs now, dude. Oh, my God, I need them. But my last dog, Hank, I had him with my ex-wife. When we split, she moved out, and this was 11 years ago or 10 years ago. Anyway, I can't believe it was 10 fucking years ago. She left and the, left the dog with me, because she was just kind of like going to go do her own thing. We separated. And then I had Hank. And I I liked Hank a lot. He was a great dog. He's still alive. She's got him. But um, he's a great dog. And he was a Havanese, which are like maybe my favorite breed. No offense, guys. Um, for little dogs, at least. One of my favorite. 
My favorite. And uh, so he, uh, through the breakup, um, I was with that dog all the time. I was spending it alone with him, which was the first time because it was usually me and her and him. Me and her and him. And she le left me, you know, I guess. And I was with the dog for a year. And I remember, I don't remember the month she left me, but I do remember the 4th of July. I was sitting on my couch in alone with my dog holding Hank. And I was watching fireworks on TV. And this was when I was getting going through my divorce and shit. And I felt so content that I had my dog and was just watching fireworks on TV. But it made me feel good that I had this dog. And I also realized that the dog helped me through the divorce. And it made me feel uh, like a real person. And I realized how much I loved that dog in that moment because I didn't really think about it until then. Because it was just a dog, you know? I'm like this guy that like doesn't let, you know, I don't, I, I don't really think about it like that. I don't like, I don't, you know, like what, I'm like, what's love? It's just when you fucking like somebody a lot, right? But I remember staring at that, those fireworks and holding that dog and thinking, wow, it sucks that I'm going through this divorce, but there's kind of nowhere I'd rather be right now. And I'm, and, and I wouldn't want, I don't want to be out on 4th of July with anybody, I'm happy with my dog, and I love my dog. And I started crying, uh, not like fucking bawling like Robert De Niro in The Mission, but like just like a little bit. And I was like, but it was because I was like sad and happy. I've never been as sad and as equally, equally as sad and equally as happy uh, as I was in that moment. But it was fucking cool, man. Um, it was a nice moment in my life. It was a, it was a, a poignant moment in my life. I remember when I got... I remember when I got uh, divorced, uh, I kind of like when I first got with my um, ex, her, you know, she like we, um, I, when we were boyfriend and girlfriend, I did, uh, I started doing stand up, and then, um, you know, because I always wanted to do it and then it became my life. It, it it and it still is and it's my whole life is my stand up and i've had relationships come and go because of my stand up uh i've had friendships deteriorate because i don't hang out with them anymore because i'm a stand up and i can't go to things like weddings because i have gigs in fucking alabama and shit and it's what i want to do man and i do feel bad sometimes that i miss out on those things but i won't not do it I mean, I, I, I got to do stand-up. And um, so that's fine. You got to shake hands with who you are. But um, I remember my marriage was dissolving and my and I was getting divorced. And I think I was divorced at this point. Anyway, I got my first head. Uh, uh, how do I tell this story? I haven't told this story in a long time. So when I was... With my ex-wife, we did a show. I was with Joe Coy. He brought his wife. I was opening for him, and we were in Miami, 
and we had like a little vacation slash hanging out in Miami doing shows and also like hung out. And since when that then after that we got our our our, our marriage dissolved or whatever, and then I got my first like real headlining gig. It was for a college. It was for Miami University, University of Miami. I don't know what they call it, but which I recently played again on my birthday last week. But um, I played this. I got it. I got. They were going to pay me a little bit of money to fly down. I brought an opener with me, and I did this. This school. I performed at the school, and uh, I was. Being, getting divorced and I was walking. We just took a walk after the show, me and my, my opener. And as we were walking to down the street, I look up and we're literally standing right in front of the hotel that I stayed in with my ex-wife. And I was like, wow, how crazy is this that I didn't know I was here, but I look up and here I am. This is where we stayed. I remember staying this, staying with her, whatever it was, like three years ago. And now I don't have this marriage anymore. And it's because of, a lot of it is because of the stand-up and because of the selfishness I, I had because I needed to do stand-up when I should have probably been doing the marriage, right? Uh, and um, I looked up and I thought, I this is one of those it was it all worth it moments, you know? Like this is the the almost the end of the movie where you're looking at it and you're like, Man, I gave one thing up for another thing, literally. And here I am back where I was location-wise when I had that last thing and now I have this new thing. Was it all worth it? I remember clearly thinking, was this all worth it? Giving up my marriage and basically embarking on this stand-up career. And the answer was hard to come up with. But the answer is a little bit. That's the answer. That's the answer. Is, yeah, it was a little bit worth it. Now, now, if I go there, I would say, oh, 100%. Wildly worth it. Because I have what I have. I've built this whole, you know, life. Um, but in three years... It was a little bit worth it. I got to do my first headlining gig, and uh, it was it was it was it was one of those moments. Like I was sitting with the dog, where I was like, "Oh wow, I'm I'm equally as happy as I am sad." But I was a little bit happier than I was sad because I was like, "I'm a professional comedian now, and I did it." And my marriage failed, but I was able to do and succeed in what I wanted to do. And now I've obviously gone way beyond that. This was eight, nine years ago. I've achieved much more. So the answer is way more than a little bit now. I mean, I'm fucking happy as shit. And I love my life. Um, you know, uh, and you don't hear too many people say that. So I'm fortunate, man. Uh, and I got two new dogs. I got my fucking two little buddies. And Hank is still out there. He's with his new little family. It's just sad when you say it like that, but... It's cool because uh, I know that that was better for him anyway because I I um, I was uh, uh, what do you call it on the road all the time and shit. I don't know. He would have been dead for sure if I watched him. And he was always shitting in my apartment, dude. I had a corner of uh, the apartment where he would just go and shit. I had a doggy door. He was like, he was like, oh, that's cute. I don't use doggy doors. 
Catch you later. In the corner. The carpet was so rough because he would piss there too. Oh, so awful, dude. I mean, I, I sold the place. I had to re-carpet the whole thing. Actually, I didn't sell the place. I have the place. I rented out. I'm a fucking property owner, dude. Do you know who you're fucking with, man? I got places. I don't know why I started talking about my fucking life 10 years ago. Sorry for boring the shit out of you without comedy. But the first half was was good. was fun. Hey, guys, guess what? I'm sweating like a motherfucker. Let's do some Twitter questions, dude. I got funny. I got serious. Dude, we're practically in the log, log cabin. You're a part of this cult, and you're... Sfrikanch, I know you can do any cult you want. You don't have to be in a cult. Sfrikanch, but you're in this one, so welcome. You're you're accepted. You're accepted. Almost threw up when I said that. Very cool. Don't know why it happened. Um, okay, this is not CUDA, but people don't know what CUDA means. I keep telling you. Brock Chrisman, JB Chrisman 22 or some shit. That's too many. He writes, Crystalia, an even more CUDA thing I heard. This is not a CUDA thing. He's got the wrong meaning of CUDA. Uh, but people call McDonald's, because we're talking about McDonald's, call McDonald's Mickey D's. Call McDonald's growing up Ronnie Mac's Steakhouse. Dude, imagine someone saying, hey, you want to go to Ronnie Mac's Steakhouse? Let's go. And you're like, yeah, cool, whatever. And you go there, and they bring you to McDonald's. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? You said it was Ronnie Mac. Oh, that's how that goes. You'd be like, you said it was Ronnie Mac. Oh, I get it. Ronnie Mac's Steakhouse. Like, don't use. I don't like when they call things. You know, I don't like when they call things new things to be cute. You know what else I don't like when people when when when. Here's the other thing. How about what? How about when fucking apartment complexes aren't called just like six. 6428 Wilshire. They're called like, yeah, I live at the Camden. What? Go fuck yourself. You're an apartment complex. You're not a fucking event. You're not a Ronnie Mac Steakhouse. That's what I'm going to call my house. Hey, let's meet at Ronnie Mac Steakhouse. Where is it? Oh, yeah, it's this address. Oh, what? Um, now go to the other one. What was the last one? That one. Uh, at Crystalia, when men name their son after themselves, so first of all, so drunk, it says, is seems so pompous to me. Eh, so drunk? When men name their sons after themselves, it seems so pompous to me. She means it seems so pompous to me. In your wise opinion, which it won't be wise, is it cock to name your child after yourself? Well, dude, that's the definition of cock. Hey. My name's Chris. I'm going to name my son Chris. And guess what we're going to do? Make it confusing at the household. But by the, by the way, besides that, doesn't matter because I'm the shit. It's cock. I don't care how confused everybody is. I'm me, and I want them to be me too. Eh, it's a cock. That's by Lindsay Stuve, which is a crazy last name, at Lindsay Stuve. She got it. Um, is It is pompous. And I don't like it, and I would never name my kid Chris. However, George Foreman named all his sons George Baller. 
If you're going to do one kid, do them all. Dude, George Foreman is the man for that. Hey, George, how do I, how do I get my invention going? Try invent him. A lot of my friends say, hey, George. Whatever that commercial is, invent help commercial, every time I'm on the road. Try invent here. It's invent help. They had to put it on the screen while he was saying it, of course, because he says, invent here. Say it right. You know, they were like, George, George, George. And one of his sons was like, yeah. And they're like, no, not you. George, um, can you say invent help? And he says, yeah. A lot of my friends ask me, hey, George, how do I get my idea off the ground? And I say, try invent here. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, I'll talk to him. Excuse me. Hey, George. His other son. Yeah. No, not you. Um, George, first of all, why are you bringing all your sons to set? But um, can you not say invent here and say invent help? And then one of his other sons says, sure. He says, no, 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 I'm not talking to you. I'm, I'm actually talking to your father. God damn it. Can you guys, can all of you guys kind of go into the other room while I talk to this one, George? Me? No. You're the fourth son. God damn it. Uh, I'm trying to talk to your father. Get everybody, excuse me, uh, the AD is named George too, and he's not even in the family. Excuse me, George, come over here. Yeah? No, not you. God damn it. You know what? This is getting very confusing. You stay there behind the camera. George? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. God, why did you bring all your sons? You, George. You, George, the George Foreman, the first one. Stay there. I'm not talking to you. You know what? Just fucking say invent here. I don't care. Just, AD, can you, AD, I'm going to call you AD because I, it's really, we shouldn't have hired you because I didn't know he was going to bring all of his sons. Go into the other room. Bring everyone else with the same name in the other room. Not, please say invent help. Okay. And then he just does it worse. A lot, and action. A lot of my friends say, hey, George. How do I get my idea off the ground? And I say, try invent here. Okay, cut. We got it. We'll do it. Fine. It's fine. Fuck it. He's not doing it. He's saying invent here. He's making it sound Asian. Invent here. But that's some baller shit to call it. George. And the fact that it's George is the shit too. Like he's some like Asian guy that moved from Korea to America, that's like, oh, they, they still use those names. That's, dude, how it's so funny. I think I've talked about this on the podcast. But, like, how Asian, like, I went to Locking Out. It was at such a popular Asian, like, community. It was half Asians. And and they would have names like Henry because they thought that's what, like, their, their parents thought that that's what, like, people were named when it's, like, nobody's. It'd be like, like, like Gregory, you know? And girls' names would be Grace or like fucking Mary, you know? Like whose name is Mary? That was to me that's like that was like the first name. Oh, it's so it was so like Henry was such an Asian name and George. George, dude. Um, what any, another one? Um, let me see. Oh, okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Sabrina at gangsta brunch. Change it. That's the one that, yeah, I know her. I think I met her in Ohio. 
I have a degree in screenwriting, and although I no longer work in the industry, I've decided to write your Japanese man action fig feature. I've never been more serious in my life. All right, I mean, do it. It's probably going to be real bad, you know? You got to put a demon in it. Like she said, as a follow-up, I will put a demon in it. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, oh, this is good. Sherry at fully underscore wooly two. Well, I mean, I'm not even going to say it. Well, I got to change it. Fully wooly two. Eh, someone had fully wooly one, you know? How bitch is it? And in quotes, and S white to blow on your food before eating it. Yeah. Even if more, she writes, even more so if you're at a restaurant. Yeah, it is pretty white. It is pretty white. I feel like if you're Japanese, you just put that fucking thing in your mouth, and, and no matter how hot it is, and you deal with it. You put it in your mouth. You go, it's racist. Oh, I've, I've talked about this. This is, is this a quote? Goon King at, what does that say? Sheridan King? Dude, nobody fucking cares if you take a break from social media. Shut the fuck up. You don't have fans. You don't got to update us. You're just a person, okay? Yeah, I either tweeted that before, something like that, or said it on the podcast. Yeah, dude. I think I said it on the podcast. Who gives a fuck? You don't have to talk about taking a break. Say ya. Oh, no. You know what I talked about on the podcast? Sorry I haven't posted in a while. What? Oh, was it? No, when they say when somebody says, "Sorry, I haven't posted in a while, guys," but you don't have to. That's what I was talking about. You don't have to apologize for not posting. Who gives a fuck? I'll go back and look at your last posts. Mostly, it's just the girls taking pictures of of their ass where they're turned around. Anyway, sorry, I haven't posted pictures of my backside. <sniffs> oh, really? You fart out of that. Hey, thank uh, you know what? That's what I, here's here's a call to action for for babies. Pick girls who post pictures of their ass on Instagram, go under and comment, "Oh, cool, you fart out of that!" exclamation point. Or, "Hey, wait a minute, you fart out of that!" exclamation point. Or, "Thanks for posting the picture uh, thanks for posting the picture of the thing you fart out of!" exclamation point. You got to put the exclamation point on it. And hashtag congratulations pod. That's your call to action. Uh, all right. We got an elder, you said? All right. Juan Fire coming through with the elder. Uh, new elders. And we were just talking about this person. Gracely Marin Dragonetti. Jesus Christ. What is she, a superhero? That's her name? Gracely Marin Dragonetti. And Sabrina Taylor, who was just gangster brunch. Uh, Sabrina Taylor. Admin, this is why. They're ad administration, ad administrator, and moderator, admin and moderator of the Congratulations Facebook group, which it has like 500 members in it now. I don't know what it is, but there's a quiz you have to take to get in it. So I think a lot of people don't know the questions. I'm not sure if they both started the group or what, but since they're both uh, on the masthead, they, uh, they're, they're now both elders. So we'll get you your information on Twitter. We'll DM it to you and all that. And uh, thanks for the upkeep with the page. It's, I, 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 I'm a member of it, and I check it on. I see it on Facebook. It always pops up, and it's pretty funny, uh, and it's cool. And you guys share a lot of stuff on there, and uh, it's, it's nice. There's a community for it, uh, for, for all of the, for the cult. It's nice that there's a community for a cult. Um, anyway, uh, that's about it I got. 
uh, I don't have any of the, the other last page of the thing. But uh, do I have to do I do I have to do the thing? Oh, I do. Whoops. Um, Square Cash. If you haven't heard, uh, wait, we already had that. Uh, down, oh, here we go. I, uh, download the free Cash app for iOS or Android now. That was the only one I had. Yeah. Okay. I was so nervous. One fire goes. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Well, it's not, but. Ah, uh, one fire handing me this one, dude. I was in his backpack. Check out this week's. Wait, really? Blue Apron? This fucking guy. Dude, one fire in full effect goes, oh, no. Sorry. Just the next one. Square Cash, have you switched yet? Download the free Square Cash app, enter rewards code, congrats, and get $5, and give $5 to Time's Up. Get it for iOS or Android now. And you know what? Why not? I still love Blue Apron, so go ahead and get that. Fucking guy. Uh, follow the leader. Bite. Look, he thinks he's going to make up for it, too, because he made a little nice little square thing around my dates. That doesn't fucking make it better, dude. It's the first time I put the square thing around my dates to make it easier to read. Not fucking cool. First leg, second leg. First of all, he didn't put the fucking two square leg. He didn't split up the legs. Dude, this guy, you know what? He tries to even fucking do something nice. He didn't split up the legs. He put some of the fucking second leg with the first leg column. Anyway, Pittsburgh, Dayton, Huntsville, Nashville, Denver, Boise, um, Eugene, Oregon, Sacramento, Red Bank, Wilmington, Reading, I don't know if it's Reading or Reading, Reading, uh, Pennsylvania, Tulsa, Midwest City, Dallas, Portland, Hampton Beach, Mashantucket, Houston, Wichita, Kansas City, Lincoln, Reno, Las Vegas, and we're also adding more cities to the third leg. It's too many cities, but that's my job. Don't worry about it. That's my job. Just get your tickets and attend a cult meeting. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Download the Crystalia app for iOS or Android, and that can uh, you can see the podcast before it goes up. Uh, rate and review the show, please. It really helps out if you do that on, uh, on iTunes. That helps. Video episodes go up Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, and, um, uh, and that's it. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you got that papcock, just try to live that montage lifestyle.